Welcome one and all to It Builds Character, our improvised character building podcast, uh, part of the Die by the Dice group. Thank you for joining us on our second ever episode. I'm John, I'm your host and sort of wrangler for this character. Uh, joining with me, I have two fantastic co-hosts. Returning a bit sooner than I expected, but thrilled to have him back on is Jim. Uh, I'm Jim, I'm glad to be back and excited to build another character. All right, let's see if we can get a friend for Hank tonight, huh? Hank does need a friend. Is that the new hashtag? Hank needs a friend. Well, we have we gotta have hashtags come organically. Really. Okay, that felt pretty organic. <laughs> and our other co-host is Lisa. Hello, I'm part of the regular crew, and I'm here for the first time. All right, well, welcome to Build Character. We're so glad to have you on. Thanks. You both battled weather and inclement climates. We're not used to having such things in our Southern California home, and I'm appreciate you both coming out. Yep, we made it. We did make it. Uh, almost didn't. That was a very deep puddle, and my car got very slow. You called it a moat? <laughs> I did call it a moat, yes. So we've got another six suggestions, and we're going to start a new thing this week. Uh, we actually started it next week. I didn't announce it, though. So the first person to submit a suggestion each week will be automatically included pending confirmation. So if you submit something totally horrible, first off, shame on you. But secondly, we reserve the right to skip it. But if it's a <laughs> decent suggestion, I don't mean like decent isn't good, I mean decent like isn't a decent human being, then you're going to be on the podcast automatically for your promptness. So thank you for that. And this week's suggestion in that case was from Roguish Tambic on Twitter, at Roguish Tambic. And his name is Matt. And his suggestion is that this character was exiled because of a love affair. Ooh, so a little bit of romance to start us off. And the second suggestion uh, also has to do with little romantic entanglements. This character's spouse packed up and left in the middle of the night, and the PC is trying to find them for answers. Unlucky in love, it seems, for this would-be hero. The third thing we have is from BlizzardMain1 on Twitter, at BlizzardMain1. Thank you for your submission, and, or submissions, I should say, uh, both... Matt and Blizzard Main were very prolific in their suggestions, so thank you very much for your diligence. Blizzard Main's suggestion is that this character has a high focus on diplomacy and related skills and feats, so mechanically very diplomatic, which might be interesting to contrast with their diff difficulties romantically. This character can really close the deal, but he quite can't quite close the deal. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Or she. <laughs> they, remember? They. Yeah. yeah. All right, and then the fourth suggestion, also from Blizzard Main, is that this character writes a regular diary. Nice little note, but maybe we can figure out a little bit of backstory for why they decide to keep a diary. Our fifth suggestion this week is from at GoJello on Twitter. That's Jessica, one of our regulars and our good friend of the podcast. And her suggestion is that this character, this is one of my favorites from this week, not that I, they're all my lovely suggestion children, but this one is near and dear to my heart. He did use a random number generator to get these. <laughs> He's not biased. Uh, and this is the character is caught in a multi-level marketing scheme and tries to sell on everyone they meet. So He's weird socially, just all over the place. Yeah, it's a lot kind of, we have to wrangle this somehow. He, he's all business all the time, that's why. He's just a major, they are just a major career being. And the last one was from at the JBoss40 on Twitter. That's our very own Jim, who <laughs> wasn't expecting to be on tonight, but came through in the pinch, so we're happy to put his suggestion through. And his is that this character was mentored by a dragon. I've got a couple ideas, but let's go ahead and just open the floor before I keep talking for another, you know, half an hour. And uh... Uh, Lisa, do any of those aspects pique your interest? Well, I'm trying to connect a few of them. They seem like they're kind of bad socially, but they also have a high diplomacy. So 
maybe they're good at getting into situations, but then they always end horribly or something like that. That's not a bad idea. My thought process in that respect was that they could be good going along with the, they're good in business. They're also good number wise. So they're really good at figuring out numbers in a scenario. But when it comes to more amorphous, less concrete bits of information, they struggle a bit more. Hmm. I could see that. I'm really going off the multi-level marketing scheme here. That's that's the linchpin for me. That's the core. Yeah. <laughs> so I was wondering if that multi-level marketing scheme is tied into the mentored by a dragon and maybe the dragon's at the top of the pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> They're in debt to a dragon. Well, that makes them one of at least 10 other mentees. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he went, okay, okay. I... We got to figure out what that scheme actually is. Like, what's the, aside from the pyramid, the, sorry, the triangle model, it's, <laughs> what does the business do? What are they trying to get? What are they selling? What are they selling? Okay, I'm not sure what they're selling yet, but I just have this vision of the most boring dragon amassing their horde through <laughs> <laughs> pyramid schemes. Lazy dragon having other people bring in its horde. Yup. The most boring dragon. It's not even a color. It's just boring. <laughs> Oh, no, this is definitely a chromatic dragon. There's got to be an evil dragon at the top of this pyramid. <laughs> Sounds good. Bad okay. business practices. Just okay, so it. we've connected marketing scheme dragon pretty well. I like that idea. Um, so we can keep going with that. Maybe the diary is their ledger and they're just keeping track of people that they want to have in the triangle model. What did you call it? I called it a triangle plan because that's one of my favorite jokes, but that's a stolen joke. So it's a pyramid sure. scheme. I, th I think actually like the, maybe the diary writing is just sort of a coping mechanism that they use and that it can also be their ledger. And maybe if they're a wizard, it can also be a spell book. We can kind of consolidate into like this master tome that they carry that sort of they fill with all their hopes and dreams and also contact lists and also spells maybe. And also very sad breakup letters to their lover who left or their spouse who left and then had a love affair. There's two romantic things. What were they again? So one is exiled because of a love affair. So that could have been like maybe they were romancing the wrong person and they had to leave the area for uh, some reason, some important reason. Is that why they wound up in the service of a dragon? Because they needed to make money somehow? I was thinking the exact same thing. Perfect. We've got like a wavelength going here. Okay. So they grew up maybe in like some kind of small town, uh, like something rural, but like or like middle sized, right? So something rural, but had a like powerful aristocracy or a mayor or something. And they were in love with the the mayor's child, or yeah, probably child that would be the cleanest method of execution here. And yes. it just wouldn't, it didn't work out. Like they weren't good enough for this person. And so they were exiled from town. I actually had it because they found themselves on a pyramid scheme. The pyramid schemes are often get rich quick scenarios, which makes me think this character came for money and has since lost it. And this oh. is, and they didn't really stay within the family business long enough to learn anything of true value aside from the diplom diplomatic skills they have and the deal selling, but not all the whining and dining that goes into it. So they joined this scheme thinking that was in their wheelhouse. And while it kind of is, it's not, it's not as effective and it's certainly not morally palpable for them to maintain, which goes back to the coping mechanism that you mentioned. So do you see that they learned the pyramid scheme from the dragon or... Was that something that they had prior to going to the dragon? I imagine more they ran the numbers of the pyramid scheme and figured so long as I come out ahead, it doesn't matter what happens to anybody else. Okay. So you're thinking like maybe a little more like yeah, like neutral here. We're not talking about a good no, character. No, no, no not, not a good char character. He, they definitely 
struggle uh, with this decision, but they also need to survive. And they don't have the best view on society. That's going a little bit too deep. Let's just go with... Uh, if they were part of uh, like a, a slightly higher class, like you were talking about, that would give them the diplomacy. Maybe they had to schmooze or something like that in, I want to say, like court. If we're going with a slightly larger city situation. But if that's kind of the situation that they were raised in, then they would have that diplomacy. It doesn't necessarily make them good at it all the time, especially if they're exiled and they're no longer in the social circles that they are used to. So that's why they're running into problems. That's why they got into the pyramid scheme. Maybe that's why their spouse left them. Just problems are happening. Go ahead, John. I like that their spouse maybe just couldn't put up with the moral ambiguity of the whole situation. They might have a, like a high focus mechanically on diplomacy, but maybe they just are really good at faking it. And so when they're kind of like off, mm. they were they were kind of distant, and that might have been the spouse's reason for leaving. But the spouse found the diary where all the truths were written. <laughs> oh, I like it. I didn't I didn't mention this. I have a, a weird uh, opposition to putting anything in a spellbook besides spells. I know there's nothing saying you can't do that, <laughs> but for me, they're they're holy texts. You do not deface the holy text with common musings. But I think it still fits the character. I'm just noting protests. Okay, fair, noted. <laughs> I'm kind of a, ooh, a notebook person. So. <laughs> and back to your point, it actually fits really well the way everything's connected. The, spou- the spouse that's left, the, the reason for the pyramid scheme, the reason you're in exile, the reason they're dealing with the dragon. I feel the reason they're diplomatic. Are we missing one thing? A uh, regular diary and um, focus on or multi-level marketing scheme. I no, think that's everything. Th- that pretty much fits everything. Mm-hmm. That that tied together way easier than I expected. Yeah, we got a nice little bow on this. So we just got to be clear: the exile of affair and the spouse, I think, are two different people. Yes, two different things in two different stages of life. I think like the exile happened young, and then the mentor by the dragon, and then that transitioned into uh, like a more adult situation. Yes, I would agree. The Chronologically speaking, the exile happens, then post-exile, they meet the dragon, they join the scheme. After that, or during that, rather, they meet their spouse, they marry them, everything seems great. Then the spouse is like, I can't take it anymore, you're kind of a gangster. And then <laughs> it it just ends, and now the character, almost in in a sad twist of fate, he needs to... They? Thank you. Then the character, almost in a sad twist of fate, they need to go find their spouse... And probably leave what they're currently doing if they want to keep them. So, yeah, I think that... Th- Is this a true love quest? It, it could be, very much. Weird. We, we, at the very least, know why the spouse left or have some theories on it, but the mm-hmm. character doesn't. So we got a little bit of dramatic irony there, which I always appreciate. Hmm. Plus, they get the whole the pretty common don't-know-what-you-got-till-it's-gone moment. This mm-hmm. will be the second time it's happened. First, they lost their family, and then they lost their spouse. They're, we built a tragic character. Apparently, they lost all their money, too, so... Not yeah. good at hanging on to things, this one. But I mean, trading family for dragon is kind of like, <laughs> who can really say who comes out on top there? Uh, the dragon. The dragon. Undoubtedly. Yeah, no doubt. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> if we know anything here on It Builds Character, we know our dragons. All right. We had Half Orc gift wrapped for us last time mm-hmm. by a listener suggestion. But this week, we don't have a, a race picked out yet. So why don't we let's start filling in some of these boxes here, and that'll help us kind of figure out the direction we want to take this person. Okay. Um, if we're putting it in your general D&D world, you're probably not going to have a super monstrous race that was in a nobility position. That can happen, but it's uncommon. Mm-hmm. So I would probably shy against the half-orcs, the 
dragonborns, maybe the dragonborns, but more common races such as human and elf and dwarf would probably fit the best if we're looking for that line. See, my gut is kind of telling me human, but I know that's boring because I always pick humans in all these (laughs) fantasy settings. And there's like so many other cool options. Lisa, what do you think? I was leaning towards dwarf. Mm -hmm. But I know that's also pretty stereotypical. No, dwarf works well, though. I think it sort of has that like clan tie that, mm-hmm. you know... The underground. Oh, that's really good for the exile bit. And we, we can play to some stereotypes. Okay, so I like Dwarf. Yeah, Dwarf sounds good. good on that? Cool. And I think we've got the noble origin mm-hmm. kind of already wrapped up for a little bit later on. Because mm-hmm. we've kind of been, been talking about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have a class that we're leaning towards here? With the, with the diplomacy, I reflexively go bard. That might be a bit power gamery. So... But we, I like it because bards basically seduce everything and they have trouble in love. So mm. that might fit pretty well. It might fit. I want to take that because any any diplomatic or charismatic character is going bard for me. I want to leave that there as a potential option, but also explore other ones. So put a pin in that me. one. Exactly. Let's explore. What else could we have there? Okay. So you're talking about seducing everything, but I see basically two kind of monogamous relationships that have gone awry. Um, and maybe it was because of, you know, giving the eye too far around. One was an affair, it says. That's true. But maybe that was the on the other person. We don't know who, what side of the affair this person was on. Uh-huh. They could have been the other sapient instead of the, the offender, essentially. We did mention the diary being potentially a spellbook in addition to a ledger or just constant musings and broken love letters. The, that leads wizard. If you if you keep spellbook in there, that leads wizard. I like wizard. And there could be a thing where maybe the family was was none too quick to forgive this indiscretion because they're also a, are a wizard, you know, bringing magic shame to their martial family. Okay, you can only dump on my wizards for so long. No, but it's like a, <laughs> there's not a lot of dwarven wizards. Is all I'm saying. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, most most dwarven casters tend to be sorcerer based because it's more of an innate bloodlines thing. Or clerics a lot. Or clerics, yeah. Dwarf Wizard is what I'm hearing. I think we got Dwarf Wizard going. Awesome. We got Dwarf Wizard. And that would also make sense from a men- mentored by a dragon side of things. So the dragon's not going to have a lot to teach a bard. Um, I mean, I guess they could teach him like dragon songs. Actually, dragons probably teach a bard a whole s- lot of stuff. Yeah, we, we respect <laughs> dragons in this podcast. <laughs> I'm looking up Dwarf right now to see what options we got. But I do like that you get a kind of uncommon pairing there with Dwarf and Wizard. You don't see that a lot. I agree. Do you want me to give a look at the Dwarf subclasses we have? Yeah, what are our options there? So we have Hill Dwarf and Mountain Dwarf. Those are the those are the base ones in the player's handbook. Okay. Um, of the two, the Hill Dwarf is more likely to lean more wizard, if only because their ability score increase increases their wisdom. But wizards don't care about wisdom, really. Uh, they do for saves. I mean, everyone it's, cares it's, about wisdom for saves. Well, it's like their secondary stat. Mm. But regardless, wizards don't care about strength, and that's the other one. Yeah. So I suppose it's not the biggest attraction. We'll go into the details. Hill dwarves, they're very good at intui- intuition, remarkably resilient. And then mountain dwarves are accustomed to life on difficult and rugged terrain, which doesn't seem to fit our character super well. I would probably lean more towards hill dwarf if that's the okay. variant. Lisa, what do you think? Agreed. All right. So we have a hill dwarf wizard. All right. Do we have a name for this dragon? Do we want to give a name for this dragon? Just boring dragon. <laughs> BD. <laughs> I'll have one by the end of this podcast. It's okay. Boring Dragon Pyramid Boss. Boring Dragon Pyramid Boss. BDPB. I give you all consonants. There you go. No, I, I can make this happen. All okay. right. All right. So 
now that we've got a dwarven wizard, we kind of have a, a target to aim for here. Let's talk stats. Once again, we're going to use the standard array for our stats here. We have a 15, a 14, a 13, a 12, a 10, and an 8 to distribute as we'd like. I'd like to put a high intelligence and a high charisma on here because that's sort of this fast-talking person who I think is smart, but I also think we should have some low wisdom again. And I, I'm not trying to make a trend for all our characters to have low wisdom, but I think that's sort of, you know, they're unobservant. They don't really, really realize their spouse is unhappy. They get caught up into this multi-level marketing scheme without really realizing it. I think low wisdom sort of fits the background that we've been building right now. I'm sold on low wisdom and a comically oblivious party. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves, I suppose. Um, all right, so are we putting like the 8 in Wisdom or the 10? Put the 10 there for now. Let's not make him hank. The 15 and the 14 should go into Intelligence and Charisma, respectively. They right. won't get any natural bonuses from the race. Mm -hmm. What do we like better for the higher of the two? I would say Charisma for the 15, just because of the diplomacy okay. point. Um it's not the best gaming, but I think it's more character Numerically, it makes no difference to combat. Mm -hmm. Bonuses are the same. So we still have an 8, a 12, and a 13 to distribute here. Between dex, constitution, and... Strength. Strength. We got our physical stats here. I could put the 8 in strength. That oh. could also be a part of the... If we're talking about common clan, dwarf clan narrative, having a physically weak dwarf who then chooses to be a wizard is just... The insult to injury at that point. Yeah, no, they're they're looking for an excuse to kiss, kick this person Pretty out of much. the, Poor the guy. clan. All right, so then let's put the thirteen in con and the twelve in dexterity. Sounds good. All right, the dwarven bonuses: the con will go up by two, and the wisdom will go up by one. All right, that puts us at eleven wisdom. Not too bad. Yeah, it's it's average. Do you remember what Hank's wisdom was by any chance? His was eight. Uh -huh. All right, so we've got our base stats down. As far as skills go... So for skills, we have the basic wizard skills, which are going to be... Well, let's see what we get from Noble real quick, so we don't oh, double okay. up. Yeah, no problem. Noble gives them history and persuasion, which works out quite well. <laughs> <laughs> Here's where John realizes he doesn't know how to spell persuasion. Oh. P-E-R-S-U. Asian. Yeah. Persuasion. Mm-hmm. Anyways, right. the the other skills that we have for wizards, so we've already got history taken care of. There's also Arcana, Insight, Investigation, Medicine, and Religion. We choose two of these. All right. I like Arcana. I think we had already one character who's bad at their job. I think we need one that's actually good at what they do. Yes. Uh, thank you for giving the wizard Arcana and not hurting me even more. Uh, I'm bummed that Deception's not on that list because I would like this person to have Deception. Unfortunately, rules is written we can't select deception, but I would highly recommend if you're going to play this character to ask your DM for the, uh, based on the backstory, the change to one of these skill options. So what else do we got? We got Arcana. What, is, what are we thinking? Perce perception maybe? or They don't have perception either. It's oh. insight, investigation, medicine, and religion. I don't consider them super insightful. I would agree. I investigation, would, I think. I was going to lean towards investigation as well. I can't explain why, but I agree with both of you. Okay. All right, so we are trucking right along here. I think before we get into specific spells, we should figure out what school this person's going to be. Uh, once again, we're going to start at level three for this character uh, and to be on an adventuring level with Hank. So all the, the parties on the same level. Right. Got it. Precisely. So with the wizard schools, my initial feeling was to have them be an enchanter, but with a bit of beguiling of people in their... In their, in their yeah. 
with a bit of beguiling people in the way they go about in the pyramid scheme. That makes sense. But I think illusionist would be better because you still get the beguiling nature, but then it's even more of a lie, which fits well with their romantic narrative. <laughs> that works. I like illusionist. Let's do that. I, know, I feel like I like sort of the mental image of this person as like a hopeless romantic. Like they have so much like falsity in their illusion magic and their, their multi-level marketing scheme. Mm-hmm. I think that they're kind of, they try to keep that out of the relationship sort of thing. And maybe that bites ends up biting them. Okay. As a result. Yeah, that okay. sounds good. It doesn't have to... The illusionist nature just showing a propensity for fabricating truth. Right. And that that works in both their business relations and in their romantic ones. And maybe maybe it's even sadder because maybe they are being... They're, they're trying to be truthful, but their partner doesn't know if they can trust them or not because they're lying 24-7 oh, between their the magic... the old cried wolf conundrum. Yeah. I like that. That's. I, I mean, I'm sad, but I like it. This person has a tragic backstory of a sort. So now that we've decided that they're an illusionist. Sorry. Like, (laughs) illusory is one of my favorite words. So Illusory. Illusory. That's fun. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Okay. Here we go then. (laughs) All right. That's it for the arcane tradition. I think now we can move on to either gear or spells. Maybe, Maybe how they are able to cast their spells. Let's take a look real. Oh, yeah. I like that. So what are our options for that? So for wizards, we have either a component wizard who utilizes usually little bits of objects here and there that are used up in spells to create special effects, or you have a focus wizard. They tend to, they have a specific object that replaces all material costs, and they cast all of their spells through that object. A diary, perhaps? Well, if we're already doing the diary spell book, it would have to be something else. Oh, okay. Usually focuses are like wands or... Crystal balls or amulets, uh, amulets staves. Um, but, you know, you could probably just do whatever you wanted to. What if we did something that was, even though they've been exiled by their family, if you still had something dwarf specific that kind of reminds them of home, that could be interesting. A rock. <laughs> a pet rock from when she was a child, when they were a child. A pet rock yeah. is, their, is their spellcasting focus. A pet rock, and it's got little googly eyes on it. <laughs> I don't hate it. <laughs> I do a little. Uh, <laughs> okay, pet rock. Okay. Um, but like a special rock. Could it be like a geode maybe? No. Oh. <laughs> it has to be the most useless rock with googly eyes. <laughs> and so what makes this rock uniquely suited to channel arcane power to warp the very fabric of reality? Well, if they are romantic, as you say, mm-hmm. when they were a little child, their crush threw it at them. And they've kept it all this time. <laughs> I think you have to do it now. Okay. They're a romantic. Mm-hmm. Hopeless romantic. <laughs> I don't understand romantic tendencies so much. So run with it. <laughs> <laughs> they look back at this rock and say like, I remember when this cracked off the side of my skull <laughs> back in the fourth grade. That will motivate me to do spells now. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pro pet rock. I'm sorry. Okay. Can it have one rune on it? Yes. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm appeased. Okay. We need a name for the pet rock. You can name the pet rock. Oh, it's got to be named after the, the person who threw it at him. Jordan. Jordan? Jordan the dwarf? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what if it wasn't a dwarf? What if their crush was 
non-dwarven. Well, I mean, I guess it's possible. I just figured they were growing up in like, you know, the dwarven clan structure. Sure. I'm fine with Jordan the dwarf. I was also going to name the pet rock Scrag. <laughs> Scrag, why? Because it's Scrag, but with the S on the other side. And that seemed like rock based. Ah, it's on point. I, I'm also fine with Jordan the Dwarf. <laughs> it's the first name that popped in my head. Okay, so that's like, we, have, we got most of the mechanics down. What about uh, spells? That's the only, only thing we're missing. So okay. it's like spells and fine tuning and then sort of finishing touches. All right, Pet Rock, Scrag, or Jordan. What do we decide? Scrag is more rock based. Jordan is more, why the hell not? So maybe Jordan can be one of the... We already have it channeling through a pet rock. I feel like that might be hokey enough. We should maybe go with a little bit more of a... Go with the rock name. Let's let's not be too... Look at us, so we're so random. You know what I mean? Let's, uh, let's not be too off the cuff. Let's make it make go. sense. There we go. Rock. Rock. Rock name Scrag. Rock with history. Rock with history. Sentimental rock. Sentimental rock. Googly eyes. Yes. All right. Dragon name, Barfadrio Parb. I like just Barfadrio. I don't know why we're adding Parb. Because I put Pyramid Dragon at the end of his name. <laughs> he needed to include a P and a B, apparently, but we could chop it off. Because you put Dragon Boss. Yeah, it was like Pyramid Boss. Oh, Pyramid Boss, yeah. 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 But I like Barfadrio. How about that? Yeah, yeah Barfadrio. Barf- okay. Wait, it's still Barf? <laughs> That's the thing. It's still kind of a boring, lame dragon. <laughs> His nickname is Barf. You would not want to say that to do his not, face. Do not call Barfadrio Barf. <laughs> your, na- first- your name will be your name will shorten from Ashley to Ash if you <laughs> <laughs> make fun of Barfadrio. I'm just the, saying. Uh, the ancient AstraZeneca Empire called him Barf. They no longer exist. <laughs> that empire fell due to dragon. Fell due to dragon. That fate befalls many an empire. I like to think that. To that empire, Barfedrio uh, bankrupt them, and then when they were destitute and wandering away <laughs> from their city, he lit them on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like with the vanity we're giving this dragon, they have to be red. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I, as soon as we said dragon pyramid scheme, it was red dragon in my mind the whole time. Got it, got it. Yeah, they are the most vain. Don't call Barfedrio barf. Maybe okay. just in my head. Back to our dwarf. Right. Yes. Spells. Spells and equipment, whichever order we really want to go with. Let's do equipment because that's going to take like eight seconds. Okay, so the base equipment you of the you know what no armor options, so you're just wearing ropes. The weapons you have daggers, darts, slings, quarterstaves, and light crossbows. Those are all proficiencies. I need to actually get to the base to starting gear. There we go. So they're going to start with a quarterstaff or a dagger. I like quarterstaff. I like quarterstaff too. If yeah. they're a hill dwarf, then they probably would have walked around, so it could double as a walking stick. That works. And now we go back to our component pouch, Arcane Focus. We decided on Scrag the Pet Rock. Yes. With googly eyes. With googly eyes. And the single ruin to make it an actual arcane piece and not just a random rock. Ah. A scholar's pack or an explorer's pack? Scholar, I think. Scholar? What do you think, Lisa? Well, they were exiled, though, so they might have equipment of an adventure just because they had to. Yeah, we didn't really go into much of their background as far as what they were learning with their family, so either one could work, and since they're already exiled, they're probably more likely to have spent time exploring than studying. I think that the Scholar's Pack would sort of upplay the bookworminess of this character, so I think that might fit. 
I had kind of drifted away from the bookwormy feel and just gone to more of a compulsive liar. <laughs> but I'm not super sold on either idea. Okay. I think, you, you want to break this tie? Well, no, I think I you were the tiebreaker and you didn't care. Oh. Because <laughs> I said explorers and he said scholar. So what do you well, think? Well, with, with my decision... Well, with the way I described the character as more of a compulsive liar, that doesn't seem super studious to me, so I would lean more towards explore. Okay, got it. And what's the last piece of the puzzle? The spell book. Okay, great. Which they just have. So the character's going to have 10 spells, two at second level, probably an eight at first level. We're not going to pick all those spells. We're going to pick a couple of those kind of our, our highlight spells. They do get minor illusion by default, just as a part of their school. So I said let's choose two cantrips, two two firsts, and a second, because that's what they would have access to? Perfect. Okay, perfect. So we are over at Wizard Spells, which is in the back part of the section already. Um, I don't know if I really want to read off all the Wizard Spells. No, absolutely not. Don't. Let's just pick a few that we like. I like Mage Armor for almost all Wizards. It's just a good, reliable utility spell for first level. Yep, Mage Armor sounds great. And maybe some sort of offensive cantrip? Yes. They should go with Shocking Grasp. The I imagine the character, if they get in confrontations, they're probably in toe-to-toe range of the person they're confronting. They could be. And they're tough enough. They've got high con, decent decks. Like They could actually mix it up a little bit if they need to. So I like Shocking Grasp for that. Okay. All right. So that's our, that's our cantrip and first level spell. So we need one more cantrip, one more first level, and a second level. So let's get a cool second level illusion. I kind of like Alter Self. Ooh, that'd be a good one. Alter Self works on, in multiple capacities, especially on the business side, and once again, fits well into the I-don't-even-know-who-I'm-talking-to part of the spouse that's left them. Uh, let me see if there's other illusion options at this level. That might be the best one, though. Uh, mirror Image is an option. Are these the level two ones? Yes. Okay. And I'm only choosing the illusion ones, I believe. Yeah, there's, that, that's pretty much it. I like Alter Self. I think that's a good call. Okay. Well, how into do Charm Person at level one? Are we still leaning heavily on the diplomacy or do they not need spells for their diplomacy like that or do they prefer to use illusions over enchantments lisa what do you think i think they've got a pretty high charisma so they went they might not need the spell to back them up on that what about if things do go south expeditious retreat Ooh. so that it's less offensive and more i gotta get out of dodge how do we feel about that john i like it cool all righty and then our last cantrip so we already have minor illusion we already chose Shocking Grasp. Maybe Dancing Lights or Ghost Sound? Kind of the old standbys? Yeah, I, I like those two. Uh, Lisa, do you have a preference between Dancing Lights and Ghost Sound? I think the lights. All right. Yeah, I like the lights better. For this character, anyway. All right. So if you decide to play our dwarf, our dwarf to be named, she's going to have to fill out a few more spells for yourself. All right, so let's go ahead and just put the finishing touches on here. Um, we need some names and some physical characteristics. I suppose if we're going to look at the names in the book, we're going to have to choose between male and female at this point. I think the character could easily go either direction. I don't feel a particular compulsion. Listen, I'm going to throw this, this call back over to you. We've Lady been, Dwarf. Lady Dwarf. All Lady right. Dwarf, okay. Do you have uh, strong feelings for names? For No. What do we have from the book? Let me give you a couple. So we have... Uh, Wait, real quick. Can we do an alliterative name? I like just alliterative, alliterative dwarf names. Just like first and last alliterative, like Binwin Bronzebottom type? Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. I love alliterative dwarf sure, names. Sure, yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Sorry, Penelope Pewterpuss just like popped into my hand. <laughs> uh, Vito. <laughs> <laughs> you broke Jimbo. <laughs> it's a dwarf name and a Harry Potter name. <laughs> she she, she could go to Hogwarts for sure. She could absolutely go to Hogwarts. What okay. house would she be Did, in? Should we do the clan name first then? Yes, let's let's pick a good clan name. Good clan name. Okay. Do you want to do like Stonebrow or some kind of like something not wizardly? Yeah, something like tough guy kind of name. Yeah, yeah. hard place. <laughs> <laughs> a little too on the nose. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. I'm trying to think of of just just start throwing out pieces of you know like marble and iron. And iron. Iron's pretty good. You have like um, iron shield or. Forge Flame. Ooh. That's pretty good, actually. Fiona Forge Flame? That's kind of cool. All right. I, I like don't think that, that big of a smile doesn't comprehend on the mic, but I like it. Fiona Forge Flame. That is difficult to say quickly. One of the best parts about dwarves is you can angrily refer to them by their clan name, and it always works. <laughs> Does she go by Fee? She does now. Yeah. All right. So who should her love interests be? Okay. What if we had one of the love interests be a male and their love interests be a female? Works for me. Okay. I like it. Um, so is the was the love affair a man? Yes. Or was the okay. So the spouse is a woman then? Yes. Yes. All right, perfect. I was of the same opinion. We need another dwarf house name for the love affair. Let's see. The Forge Flames and the I would think try to think of a one that isn't quite as strong, so that part of the exile was she was she had an interest with a lesser house. Okay. So like, you know, coal brokers or something like that something Mm -hmm. not quite as not as noble not as noble yeah Hmm. i like coal Coal, i do too coal something i was thinking tin tin is good too but all i can think of is tin fins and that's a (laughs) magic deck that's Uh, an archetype aluminum aluminium excuse you (laughs) that wasn't a correction i just can't (laughs) help it Ooh, what's the what about brass beard Brass beard? brass beard. That's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. But maybe they have. Maybe they're called brass beard, and they all have like very orangey, like yellow, like orangey blonde hair. Yeah, I like that. Okay, brass beard. Okay, I was thinking that made me think of Rust for a second, but I didn't, I couldn't come up with the dwarf Rust name. Rust brass beard. Rust R U S S for the first name. Rust brass beard. <laughs> that's not littered though. Yeah, but I don't care. It's cool. Okay, that's fine. You got one alliteration. We're good. Yeah. Okay. We're not playing as Russ Brassbeard. This is true. And he's an old, he's old hat, by the way. Old Love hat. affair. She got exiled because of him. We don't necessarily have to see him again. No, we don't. And she doesn't have to have feelings for him anymore either. Especially if she got married. She's yeah. good. It's true. Russ is in the past. <laughs> Russ is in the past. So. Wife. Can I, can I, can yeah, I make what? a bad pun? What? Is he just Russ in the wind? Yes. Okay. Boo. I'll allow the pun, and yes, he is. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're just going to do a quick note. We're just going to do like species about and uh, for her wife, and maybe like one sort of character note about her. Another dwarf or something else? I kind of like the idea of a kind of jovial, happy-go-lucky gnome that really kind of brought her out of a dark place after her exile. Okay. And Works it's for me. Also pretty pretty morally straight-edged just 
pretty decently good line, and that's that's what eventually causes the the schism between the two of them. Because fee is not so much, not yeah. so much. Fee is very. I think fee is very morally ambiguous, mm-hmm. more neutral. Mm-hmm. What's a good gnome nature? Gnome name. That's halfling. Good lord. What about something like Esmeralda? Ooh, something super. Like wow. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think es- Esmeralda has a name that when you you when you say it in a certain manner, it's kind of like wow, Esmeralda. No, am I on a, am I on an island here? Okay, well, you no, know what? I, I, I'm I'm for the Esmeralda name. I don't know about the way you're saying it. All right, well, <laughs> I like the name. The name's fine. Yeah. Okay. I like like Esmeralda Glimmerglass. Ooh, maybe she's an artisan or like a crafts. Ooh, craftsy. Like she works with class. She does an honest business. Yeah. She owns a shop. She has a fixed income. <laughs> she has a fixed income, but she's self-employed. Esmeralda Glimmerglass. Wow. Glimmerglass is tough to say, but I like glass, it. Glimmerglass, Glimmerglass, Glimmerglass. Oh, we'll brag about it. <laughs> <laughs> that one I can say. <laughs> All right. I think we just need our some of the personality notes. Okay. And and looks, I guess. So Hildewarf, I like kind of a like a rich tan, kind of like very earth tone skin. Yeah, I have no arguments here. I I don't have a particular imagery on the skin tone of uh of our character, so I'm willing to go for it. I think maybe like Middle Eastern or Northern African kind of brownish, like yeah. Mediterranean kind of look. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm gonna get us. I'm gonna get a size of here real quick. I don't. Th- we don't think we really need to because okay. she's not particularly large or small. I don't okay. think height's actually like super important. Okay. Unlike Tiny Little Hank. Actually, hold on. What are dwarf heights real quick? Can I'm just she be curious. taller than the half I was just actually wondering about that. Uh, That'd be so good. They're between four and five feet tall. If she's max height, she would be hot, taller than Hank. Okay. Can we make her really tall? We or, can put her on the ta- tall side, yeah. Make her five feet even. Or you could just make her the same size. Oh, no. That would get in his craw if, if a dwarven woman has a, an inch on Hank. Yeah. Okay. We're doing it. <laughs> yeah. We gotta do we got it. Her. She's five feet. She's five feet. And that's... I mean, they're... They're adventuring together still, mm-hmm. but that part still bugs him. Yeah. Hank like is a Hank. Napoleon complex. Yeah, a little oh, bit, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. So I actually really like the like super duper dwarven braids trope. I think whatever her hair does, maybe she has like really dark hair mm-hmm. and it's just like braids out the wazoo. Long uh, and braids akimbo. As in uh, like multiple braids, like dreads? No, not like dreads, but just like a very elaborate multiple braids. Yeah. So maybe like three braids. Each one is like... Very elaborate. Oh, okay. Got so it. So yeah. lots of tiny braids make up big braids and braids everywhere and they're curled around and they're just pinned everywhere and mm-hmm. braids everywhere. Yeah. She does her hair like once every month, but it's like done. I don't know. I don't know how hair works. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Have you ever had long hair? Have I ever had long hair? Oh, not a chance. Okay. But so I understand Lots of that, braids. Yeah. Doing it every month is not feasible if it's an aspect of their character. All right. Well... It takes a long time, and it's a very involved No, it's fine. They, they spend an hour doing their spells. They, spend, they can spend an hour doing their hair to make sure it's all proper. Yeesh. She's still a noble, after all. Mm-hmm. All right. Long black braided hair. And what, kind of, what eye colors do we have? Black. Black. Go dark. Okay. Cool. Okay. Like, a, like a black or like a dark brown? Like br- maybe brown so dark that they look black? Yeah, unless you're like up really close. So only Esmeralda knows. Aw. All right. Romantic. And now we just need personality, ideals, bonds, and flaws. All right. I was heading to that page. I think we had a good system last time where we each pick one and then sort of roll off the other one or just kind of browse down and look through. Yeah, sounds good. Although I think the flaw could very much be 
indebted to a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> indebted to a dragon. I mean, the only other one is is like no, no, indebted to a dragon. We don't even need to look at the other ones. I read them all. They they don't count. Okay, that one kind of made itself. Yeah. These are obviously things you can change if you're going to run the character, but as is indebted to a dragon's a pretty big flaw. Yeah, that that works pretty well in that spot. Alrighty, that leaves us with bond, ideal, and personality trait. So, like John was saying last time, we each took a category and selected from that category. Well, you sort of said compulsive liar before. Can we make that into a category trait? It could be a personality trait. Or, I mean, that's kind of backing her into a corner, though, where she compulsively has to do it. Yeah, it's. I imagine more of favoring a lie when in a stressful situation. Okay, so maybe not compulsively, but like... Compulsive might have been a bit heavy-handed. Highly favored liar. <laughs> like an easy liar. Yeah, there we go. So the personality traits are usually a little more flowery. It's like, oh, how about this for a personality trait? Why tell the truth when a lie will do fine? Yeah, that, that seems good. I feel like that makes her more reserved, which I wasn't expecting. She's secretive, maybe. All right. I think the ideal is going to be the tough one. Because she's kind of neutral. Maybe it's like some kind of like, as long as I get mine kind of ideal. Uh, so as listed, probably the best thing that fits is going to be the independence. Uh, it's the, I must prove that I can handle myself without the coddling of my family. Oh, that might work in with the exile thing. Maybe she's sort of bitter about it and like, yeah. right, let, well, I, I didn't need you anyway kind of thing. Precisely. Obviously, she's still a bit homesick because of the pet rock, but all in all, she knows she needs to make her own way and she almost, she feels a bit wronged by the exile. And on her own, too, she's realizing, like, whoa, I got caught in a pyramid scheme. I'm maybe not as good at this as I thought, and I'm still <laughs> learning. It's interesting. Okay. But she wants to be independent. All right, give me some examples of some bonds here. Okay, so we have nothing is more important than the other members of my family. We have... Nope, not that one. <laughs> a lot of these are very family-oriented. Um, well, she does have a family. It's her wife. That's oh, true. that's true. Okay. Now, now I read these in new lights. So hold on, I just in the bond is want to put like, "Where's my wife?" <laughs> but that kind of fits, we, actually. Well, there's a bet. I think this one works a little bit better. Okay. It, um, I will face any challenge to win the approval of my family, or in this case, my wife, since she has now left me. Very select. Mm-hmm. You, in you, her, in you can just change family to wife, and you're good to yeah. go. Subtitle, where's my wife? <laughs> where's my wife? Maybe instead of win the approval of win back. Win yeah. back the approval because the wife left. She did. And she's trying to find her, her wife. Although, if I may say, getting mad at your spouse for being in the, in the thrallhood of a red dragon, it's really hard to fault the spouse in that case. It's hard to leave a red dragon. Okay, yeah. But what if it was one of those things that like she wasn't upfront about it? Like when we were going through our marriage, uh, like pre-stuff, they were talking about like you got to go in all cards on the table and if communication I, one of the things was like debts and stuff and if i was keeping under the table that i owed a red dragon an impossible sum of money <laughs> it seems like that would be a fight yeah fair enough i am not married so i'm gonna leave that one to you two okay um so i think that is about it we got all the our lot of bases covered here yeah it looks she's to me. fun so fun. fiona goes by fee forge flame the dwarven wizard she is exiled from her dwarven home because of a love affair, and she is searching for her missing spouse to find out why she left. Her spouse, the former gnomish gem cutter, you said? Yeah, she just said on the shop, but gem cutter, I think, is good. 
her name has glass in it. I thought we were going to go with glass. Oh, okay. Like a glass crafter or something like that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, the, the missing Esmeralda glitter glass. Fiona has kept a regular diary, which also doubles as her spellbook and ledger. Uh, not ledger. Ledger. A sort of one book to rule them all. A massive leather-bound tome. I can see it inscribed with all kinds of... It's messy. It's got bits of paper shoved in it. Oh, yeah. And she was mentored for a time by a red dragon, Barfadrio. But that mentorship turned to debtorship as she got embroiled in this red dragon's pyramid scheme. She's now adventuring with the Hank the Half-Orc Paladin. Uh, how did they meet up? Maybe that'll be a different show. We're not quite sure yet. But thank you for listening to this episode of It Builds Character. We had a blast recording it for you, so hopefully you had a blast listening to it. You can find us on Twitter at Die by the Dice. You can find Jim on Twitter as well. At the JBoss40. If you have anything a little bit longer form, you can email us, diebythedice at gmail.com. Please leave a review for this show on your podcast listening method of choice. It's just going to be on the main Die by the Dice feed right now, so a review for one reviews both. And leave five stars. We appreciate that. And we're just starting out second ever episode. So if you could tell a friend, that would be awesome. Oh, and if you like what we're doing here, you can listen to Lisa and myself along with our regular crew on our Gordian Solutions podcast, which is a Starfinder actual play. And that's it for the announcements. So thanks for hanging in with us and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Adios. Adios.